Hey football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to take the time here to let you know that this week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. If you're thinking of doing a podcast, there is a way for you to do a show without having to become an audio editing master, a production whiz kid. You can just go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get your own personal producer at a very, very low cost that'll be someone who can guide you, assist you, help you out with whatever you need, get your podcast off the ground. If you have an idea or a topic you want to talk about on a weekly basis, a daily basis, it doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, get started today. Take some of the hassle of starting a podcast off your shoulders and let the audio professionals at Pretty Easy Podcasts help you out. Pretty Easy Podcasts is where podcasters go to get their shows recorded and posted with a complete podcast studio at their disposal. Record from home or your office or anywhere, really. Pretty Easy Podcasts caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, sign up today, be heard, have some fun podcasting, and don't let a lack of technical knowledge hold you back. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of September 8th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week, XFL coaches made some lists. Team presidents continue to drum up local excitement. And fans wanted their new gear online. It's episode 85, quarterback list. Oh, 22? Really? 20? You're telling me 20? 22 weeks until kickoff 2020. Here we are in the beginning of September where some more benchmarks should be hit pretty soon. We're waiting for rule books, waiting for schedules. Oh, me, oh, my. It's a great time on this road to 2020. But, of course, Tier 1 quarterbacks are the, uh, the real big topic of the day. I was hoping, honestly, just to be honest, everybody, just kind of disappointed. I was hoping there'd be one name to talk about this week, but nobody officially signs with the league uh, after NFL cuts. Last week's show, we anticipated those NFL training camp cuts. They came, they went, and now fans are hitting us up all over at XFL Show on social media with uh, their quarterback hopes and dreams and uh, Jake, it was a, a week where we, we called it Opportunity Week, and the thing is, there's still a lot of opportunity out there. Nobody really pinned down just yet, expecting a big decision soon, though. Yeah, tons of opportunity. You know, you can go back to last week's show where you asked me, you know, do you think any quarterbacks are going to be signed? Are we going to have another announcement? And I told you, yes, I think I... I think I picked Labor Day, so uh, maybe I was only off by a week. We'll have to wait till Monday of next week, but I still expect something soon. You know, the NFL season is going to be started. Uh, you're going to want to try to grab these guys before an injury happens in that other league, um, and they get picked up there. 
Yeah, I think a lot of quarterbacks and just players in general are, are waiting to see exactly what happens because even though camps and still the NFL teams making moves, but week one in that league is underway this weekend, so uh, things are a little bit more solidified. The lay of the land is is kind of settled, and and maybe some uh, future XFL players can now make those choices to enter the draft or maybe become Tier 1 quarterbacks. Bryant, uh, with that said, the, the quarterbacks, we'll be talking more about that in a little bit, but uh, elsewhere, league-wise, you know, the local support for, for the teams in the different cities, in all eight cities, is really picking up. Business is picking up. Fans are really loving these meet and greets, hitting us up on social media. And you got to give a lot of credit to the presidents who are out there, boots on the ground, talking to local media and getting fans uh, information and also giving them opportunities to meet team personnel, coaches, and and executives. And it, it's a cool time for the uh, identity building, the team uh, and community building within the league. It's It's been a great uh, past couple weeks for these uh, XFL teams and XFL presidents. Really, they, they have been boots on the ground. Alan, that's a great way to put, to put it. Right now, you know, this week we, we saw team meet and greets in Houston, in St. Louis, I believe, uh, this week coming up on Monday, I'm going to be at one uh, in LA. Uh, so come check that one out. Come meet me. Come meet Coach Moss. That's probably the main show. Uh, but they're going to watch some Monday Night Football, and I believe it's going to be a Q&A as well. So that's going to be a lot of fun. LA stands for excellence. Uh, follow them on Twitter to get the details on that one. That one's uh, pretty amazing. But Alan, uh, even people on Twitter are are, are adding us to just comments. Uh, XFL Media basically says, I don't remember the AAF ever having the marketing campaign that XFL 2020 is doing team presidents being visible in markets, as well as meet and greets and TV segments promoting to me, this is a huge difference towards success. I 100% agree with, with XFL maniac Alan. I'm seeing ads all over the place on my Facebook, on my Instagram, on Google. Uh, I've seen Heather Brooks carrots on all the channels out here. Local TV. Yeah. Quite, Quite amazing uh, how much marketing is going into this, and really the expo knowing that they have to make this a, a brand. Uh, it can't just be a league. The reason you may not remember those AAF ads is because there weren't any. <laughs> you know, you, you got something very small on the bottom of the screen, maybe on golf on a Sunday afternoon about the AAF coming later that year. But you know, again, like like we harped on, if. If you just want to be first in line, then you're not doing it right. Yeah, and also, uh, you know, the, this isn't even the television partners promoting yet. We're talking local outreach. And a lot of credit to the team presidents, the staffs of all eight teams uh, getting out there, getting in radio stations, getting in TV stations, getting out there, spreading the word. And, of course, the front office for the league uh, the people, you know, in, in the PR and marketing department, we, you know, we've interacted with them. They are some of the hardest working folks and they are killing it right now uh, in terms of local outreach, uh, community building, building a community centered around these teams. So cool to see. So cool to see that people are enjoying these meet and greets, especially. And I really want to hear more about uh, what goes on at the meet and greets around the cities. Brian goes to the LA ones, everybody. Unfortunately, for Vince, Jake, and I, you know, we're not near uh, any that we can get to easily just yet. So uh, we really would love to hear from you at XFL Show. If you go to any meet and greets 
for whatever team. Uh, give us a recap: what you thought of it, what you did, what was said, and, and we want you know we really want to know what you thought of it and and get get the word, get some feedback on what's going down at these meet and greets because. When, when it's all said and done, when the league's underway and the league's hopefully years and years into existence, we're talking 100-year brand here, people. Uh, whenever that's going on, you know, we're going to look back and, and remember those like, man, that was the very beginnings of this league. And those were the first fans. You could be the first fan of a team is crazy to me to think about that. Jake, could you imagine if you were the very first Steeler fan, something you've been your entire life, but you're probably <laughs> Steeler fan, you know, half couple million. You know, you you weren't one of the first to be one of the first fans of a team. That's like prestige right there. No, I'm very late in the line. Yeah, this is like, you know, a limited something that's numbered that that you get in the mail. You know, you know what your number is. You were there since day one. And 32. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you should get a pin. (laughs) Maybe only day six. but, But yeah, still very early. It's awesome. It's a cool opportunity, and uh, you know it's a it's a fun night, a week night out. Uh, if you know, if you don't want to, maybe you don't want to cook one night. You go out, meet and greet, eat, have some grub, get to learn about a new XFL team. Brian's done it. He keeps doing it, and we can't wait to hear about his long bear hug with uh, Coach Winston Moss uh, next <laughs> Monday at the LA Wildcats meet and greet. You got details on that, Brian? For anybody listening in the LA area, yeah, Alan. So that's going to happen Monday for the kickoff of Monday Night Football for the other league, uh, September 9th, 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Coach Moss and her Heather Carrots are going to be there. It sounds like it's going to be a Q&A. I'll be there. Uh, so come you know, come say hi to me because I'd love to hear from you as well. But this is really uh, one of those opportunities going to be at the parlor in Hollywood on Melrose Avenue. Uh, go to their Twitter, uh, XFL Wildcats. Uh, get the details there, but it's going to be a fun time. I've had a blast at all of them that I've gone to. Uh, Coach Moss is is definitely the the star of the of the night. Okay, I have a favor to ask since I can't be there. Can you ask Coach Moss a question for me? Okay. Can you ask Coach Moss and then report back to us on next week's show how he would have dealt with Antonio Brown's antics this offseason? <laughs> if he I have an idea, if he were. That. If he were John Gruden, what would he have done? Just like, with a helmet and all, <laughs> ask him. Oh, it could, you know what? And if he ends up saying, you know, off the record, I think we'll know where he's coming from. Just let give us a report back, Bryant. You got it. I mean, the man's the man's super involved in football. Last uh, last week, he I think it was on Thursday for the kickoff. They had like a little contest, and he was out there with a few fans, you know, talking about the game in a cool little like. Uh, theater it, it was it was actually pretty cool the, the xfl late team i don't know if you guys are noticing too have been out about to local high schools and stuff like that i saw one for houston they're going out to local high schools and colleges it's really just an amazing time and and yeah i'll see what coach moss says about antonio brown although i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i want to know the answer to that one he knows what it takes to build a great and competitive football team all right, before we get into some more, you know, the news of this week, also some more from, from the previous week and everything leading up to this episode, everybody, uh, not only do we do this show every week, but we also, of course, have a bunch of bonus content and extra stuff on our Patreon for you, XFL-related and also, of course, football in general, that we just give you a cornucopia of pigskin, all you can handle. And Bryant had the genius idea to 
just get, make us have I, I don't remember a night I didn't podcast you know the last time I didn't because especially this time of year with football starting so we put up some free specials exclusively on our patreon so they're they're podcasts but they're only on patreon you won't find them on our free feed that you're subscribed to here so you'll have to go check out our patreon the link will be in the description of the episode but you if you want to listen to these episodes you can get a taste of what goes on on the patreon uh, and that's where we cover not XFL stuff. And we did three free specials that are all now available on Fantasy Football 2019, the NFL season in general, where we picked uh, you know division winners, Super Bowls, and whatnot, and college football. Uh, full shows on all three preseason episodes uh, with kickoffs under already go- happening, and you know getting started here with the football season. If you want to hear what our thoughts on everything and. and you know, just hear some good football talk. It's all there on the Patreon. In addition to, if you become a patron, just all the XFL talk you can handle. Where also last week, Bryant and Vince on Cut Weekend, opportun- the beginning of Opportunity Week, Bryant, you and Vince had a fun <laughs> Tier 1 quarterback conversation where you predicted the future. And by judging by that episode, listening back to it, you guys uh, already missed on a ton of guys, I, I, I have to say. <laughs> Well, this being an opportunity week, uh, I guess some of the guys actually have opportunities in the NFL. But regardless, we wanted to jump the gun a little bit, talk about all the releases, talk about some of the players that were uh, available for the XFL. Me and Vince broke that down. Yes, Alan, some of the players that we chose to be tier one quarterbacks actually made practice squad rosters, but it's the nature of the business. We wanted to, we wanted to get out there. But Alan, the most interesting thing, I know it's opportunity week and we've already talked about that, but Three AAF quarterbacks have jobs in the NFL. Two on a practice squad, one as a backup in Cleveland. Uh, so if that tells you anything about tier one quarterbacks or, or, or any players listening, uh, if you come play in the XFL, you can find yourself a job next year in the NFL. So, But me and Vince had a, a good time doing that one, so that's up there on the feed as well. Alan, don't forget, we also have uh, a commercial-free This is the XFL show as well. You can also get it up to a day earlier if you're in the right tier. Uh, Just tons of content, tons of free content as well. So go check that out. Uh, We try to keep it going. I know, Alan, I'm I'm working hard, man, but uh, it's for good reason, I promise. Yeah, this has like been the tough. This has been tougher than any training camp before a football season I ever went through playing in high school. (laughs) You're killing me. No, but it's absolutely a blast. And yeah, the best part is you get to pick your own pace. It's Patreon, so we have different tiers for everybody. So if you want to only contribute a little bit and get some, you know, just to dabble in some extra content, you can do that. If you want to go all out and get everything under the sun that we offer, you can do that as well. It's all available there on This Is The XFL Show's Patreon page. We really appreciate you. Just go to patreon.com slash this is the XFL show. The other fun thing going into this week was if you're watching local news in any of the eight cities, there's a likely there's a good chance that you're going to see someone affiliated with an XFL team. And in Tampa Bay, the president of the Tampa Bay Vipers, Josh Bullock, was on the local NBC affiliate and, you know, of course, giving some general info, just as much 
you know, basic information that these presidents can give to uh, local fans on any kind of platform is awesome. And he was out there in Tampa Bay talking about, you know, the Vipers, Jake. But he he also let it let it be known that I don't think we've got talked about this, at least with a date and, and the anticipation uh, can kind of start drumming up now that we know when it'll happen. But Josh Bullock, the Tampa Bay Vipers president, revealed uh, in an appearance in Tampa Bay on local TV that the schedule's coming out this month, Jake. So we're going to know who's playing who. Uh, we already know the TV schedule, but we're going to know what teams are going to be playing within that television schedule uh, pretty soon this month, according to the Tampa Bay Vipers president. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, the most anticipated game for me, I cannot wait to find out when LA plays St. Louis. That's my number one, followed by Dallas and Houston. How about you? Yeah, everybody's looking forward to that. I'm looking for week one um, specifically to start making travel plans because I, you know, I, I want to be there. I'm, I'm thinking New York's probably going to be the easiest for me, but uh, you know, who knows? They may not be playing at week one, and then we're also going to have to compare that to that mock schedule that Brian's put out. And yes. I, I, be- oh, I believe the bet is that, if, yeah. if if he is not fifty percent accurate, he owes all of us five hundred dollars each. I think that's what I remember the bet being. <laughs> all right, I'm not going to put you to five hundred, Bryant. If you're under fifty on that, I almost forgot about that, Jake. Thanks for reminding everybody. Bryant did do a mock schedule that was highly controversial. <laughs> If you're under 50 on that, Brian, I say we all go to St. Louis where we have a tailgate offer on the table, I believe, from multiple well, Most people. of us. Most of us have, yeah. have it on the other yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian might have to go in disguise. But uh, I want some St. Louis-style ribs, Brian, if you're under 50%, just not for, for my payment. And what if we're over? Can I get some like LA-style street tacos? Uh, I will uh, get uh, you a Winston Moss autograph. another one (laughs) uh yeah maybe i might have to get something he doesn't already have all right um yeah that's uh that's really cool the schedule is going to be coming out really excited for that and that might get buried under some other big news we expect this month but tampa bay vipers president josh bullock revealed that and also brian a really interesting thing the xfl asked on social media this week that maybe we could uh try to apply to our own show yeah, it was pretty cool, and I thought it would be great to like to pick your brains because I have some ideas for my, myself. But the Expo basically, or each team, uh, tweeted out uh, what emoji best represents uh, this team, right? So the Wildcats did it, and, and, and every other team did the Vipers. Uh, so I thought, what emoji best represents the XFL show? And I, I have some ideas, but I'm going to defer to our emoji expert here, uh, Jake, and have him <laughs> give us a couple of uh, opinions. I, I think you guys know how many times I've used an emoji in my life, and it, it's it's very little. I don't know yeah. if I've ever sent one to you guys. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm scanning right now. So you want something representing the show. Yeah, what would be the best emoji to represent yeah. this is the XFL show? I I don't know. The, I mean, the ear of corn looks good to me. I don't know how that fits in, but um, <laughs> I, I'm just going one on what I personally like. I mean, I'm sure there's there's a football emoji. Uh, maybe the number one since we're down since day one. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I see people using the 100. I'm I'm not really sure what that means. But. <laughs> 100 i'm, I'm more on, of Jake. i'm more of a gift guy I, i'm a I'm, I'm a frequent user of gifts brian but if we're going just strictly emojis here i mean there's 
you can't for for our for our show i don't think you could beat just the fire emoji because i feel like we're bringing straight fire xfl content every single week for everybody so that i'm going with the fire emoji I, I'd probably I, I like want to the, throw in the, the, uh, the American flag and a speaker as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All American uh, podcasts. So I, went with, so I did my homework because I brought this topic up on the rundown here. But I, here, I'll just go with the emojis that I picked. I picked a tiger, a leopard, a lion, and a bobcat. Because we're a bunch so of wild cats. Yes, there you go. See, we're a bunch of wild cats. Perfect. So you guys got it. I mean, we are uh, uh, Jake, right? We're all wild. I'm sorry, cats. they didn't have any. Sure, they didn't have I'm any. Sure that speaks for us all. They didn't have any swords with upside down uh, wings. That, that wasn't there, so we couldn't do that. They don't have some guy with red eyes. There was nothing like that. They had a cobra. If you guys want to do a cobra, you think the vipers are going to bring uh, rat rattles to their games by mistake? Oh, like instead it's... of instead of vuvuzelas, they have rattles. That'd be cool. Um, I, I do, I, I want to say though, uh, this made me think about how I love, I'm a big fan of like team official team emojis on hashtags. So I'm hoping comes, you know, kickoff that, uh, we get a cool Viper logo emoji and a Bobcat or, or a wildcat and a, and you know, a guardian, all the logos are affiliated with the hashtags for each team come kickoff 2020. That's I've all, I'm, I always have a lot of fun with those. Uh, for you know when when teams do that across all sports, that's kind of I don't yeah, know how difficult that? that is to get to get going, but that's really cool. I think people enjoy that. I was going to say, would that be like a, a third party plugin? That, no, no. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter does it somehow. I don't know how. Kind of deal you. I did make respond with to all of them. I did respond to all of them on Twitter, Alan. I did down arrows for everybody, and then a championship trophy for the Wildcats. <laughs> Hey, you're getting started early. I would double for St. Louis. I'm gonna have to go back and take that uh, that quiz. But that's a that's a lot of fun. Having fun with the XFL social media accounts, and uh, yeah, it was a fun it was a fun week stemming off of last week's episode. Going into this week's episode, uh, a week where I, I like I said, admittedly, not not as much news as I was hoping to come out regarding players, which is the next big step. But we do have some, you know, milestones that we're about to hit this week. We did have a lot of coaches getting out there, though, which hasn't happened uh, lately, where they spoke to media and talked a little bit about the league and what's going on behind the scenes for them. So we're going to get into that. And we're also going to get into some uh, media aspects of the XFL uh, in terms of the coverage in this week's Cover 2. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. First up, really cool article, everybody. I, I highly recommend you to read on in Forbes, on Forbes.com, Forbes Magazine. Kevin Gilbride, the New York Guardians head coach, general manager, spoke about why he joined the league. And the former Giants offensive coordinator, where he won some Super Bowls, was a Chargers head coach, talked about you know his, his personal journey, but uh, also talked a little bit about rules that got, that's what really perked my ears up. Jake and Kevin Gilbride talked about severe penalties in the kicking game. And while you and I, especially Jake, I know you and I talk rule book a lot, are waiting patiently for that PDF to come out. It's going to be the best. I cannot yeah, wait. Still, I am still waiting for it. Um, I mean, just, you know, very quickly here, uh, you know, Kevin Gilbride is saying, he's saying there's going to be severe penalties for us kicking the ball out of ball out of bounds or kicking the ball into the end zone. I 
I would say that statement or that quote pertains to punting. And then, you know, he's also claiming that the ball goes to the kicking team 45-yard line, kicked out of bounds. Um, listen, out of bounds on a kickoff, I, sure, I agree with that. But I think punting, you know, there, there's a strategy to it. I think I was – I think me and Vince were the two defectors whenever we were talking about the comeback period. I, I think we kind of disagreed with that. I don't know if I agree with – uh, you know, penalizing somebody if you punt the ball out of bounds or if it would happen to go into the end zone. Yeah, that's that's a, a contentious issue there, Jake, you bring up. Uh, there, This rule book's not specifying it yet. I don't want to jump to too many conclusions, but right, Brian, right. if that is the case, punts going out of bounds resulting in penalties, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, I had this conversation with actually with Norm Chow not too long ago, and we were talking a little bit about this role. He wouldn't he was the one who brought it up because we had mentioned that with the pace of the game, you're probably gonna see a lot of kicking. And he brought up this rule as a potential, and he thought that a lot of people are gonna decide to go for it on fourth down rather than punt, because if you punt it out of bounds or if you punt it into the end zone, then you're probably gonna lose yards on the play rather than just going for it on fourth down. So maybe Try not to think of it in the sense that, oh, they're going to punt. It's going to go to the 45. That's the rule. The rule is probably to help entice offenses to actually continue and move forward and actually go for it on fourth down. Yeah, that's going to encourage you to go to maybe take more risks on a a fourth and and anything under 10, maybe. You know, that that's going to throw some risk into the punt. Which I find I find exciting, Jake. I know the strategy of the punt game can be interesting, but honestly, do you rather see a punter uh, kick it out of bounds and pin someone uh, on the one, or do you rather see a team go for it on fourth and seven? I would still rather see a team go for it on fourth and seven, but there is a craft to, to pinning your opponents. Uh, deep in deep in their own end. Here, here's another scenario I thought out. What what if you punt the ball, and you know you're trying, you punt a real high ball, and you're hoping the other team is going to try to catch the ball. I don't know within the ten yard line, and they just let it go over their heads, and then you're getting penalized because it bounces in the end zone. I I, I don't. Well, maybe, no, it has, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not on the bounce, Jake. Maybe it's a direct kick. If you directly kick it out of bounds, or you directly kick it into the end zone, yeah, then, then mean, you get penalized. We, if it bounces in there, then that's a different story. We, we don't, don't know. know. No, nothing set in stone. But I mean, I would like to see a uh, you know a collegiate or even a NFL team try to utilize going for it on fourth down more frequently, and perhaps in this XFL league is whenever we're going to see that. I think just you know. Over a couple of years, see what the data says. Yeah, you think about what all the rules are in the punt that might be happening. Sorry, Alan, real quick though, but if, if you kick it out of bounds, it could go to your 45. No fair catch, five yard halo. If you kick it in the end zone, it could go all the way to your 45. So many rules around a part of the game that ends up in a penalty. What would you say, Alan? 50% of the time, <laughs> at least? At least. I would go 60. <laughs> That's what you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. 60 to 70%, I mean, this is the XFL is trying to, one, eliminate that play in some way, shape, or form, so it's not always happening. It's not your only resource on fourth down. And two, to help make it a little more exciting because now the the, the halo rule, if it goes into effect, the no fair catch, you're going to see action. You're not going to see the ball go out of bounds and just have it be a dead play. Coach Moss has told me before it, they want to get rid of the dead plays in football. 
and sometimes the punt is one. That is uh, really well said. The dead play, yeah, we've we've talked about that before. And when this rule book comes out, that's one it'd be one of the first things we look at. I know a lot of people are talking about things like the unlimited forward passes behind this line of scrimmage, but the thing that one of the things that's really going to change the you know the, the game of football and, and make it as exciting as the XFL is talking about reimagining the game as it's going to be these punt adjustments. It's going to be the, the time clock adjustments that we've talked about. So man, that rule book, I, we cannot forget. Don't let anyone forget about that, Jake. I know we've in the last few weeks, especially we've gotten really in the weeds with team names and logos and players, but the rule book is so close to coming out as well. The hype is palpable for me inside, and that is going to be coming out very soon. Do not sleep on the rule book, Jake. No, ne- never sleep on the rule book. <laughs> that that is going to be the difference here. It could be the difference from your team making the championship game, and uh, or maybe not even making the playoffs. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get a you know a, a physical copy in the house very soon. Yeah, and I, I did I did ask uh, Oliver Luck if that would be made available to the public. He said yes. If you guys remember when we uh, I got to talk to him mm-hmm. at the uh, at the summer showcase, I believe in New, New Jersey. Jersey. So uh, we'll look for that online, and we'll be oh man, that's going to be so fun. Everybody's going to be hey. putting out. Uh, <laughs> Has <know>. anybody? <laughs> Oh, Al, you're going to have like a read party? You want to have like a out of the library? You well, want to go in, like, t- read, no, like, I'm talking about people are going to be like putting screenshots the- of like the cer- people putting out screenshots <laughs> of circling certain rules and certain words and everybody's going to become oh, a lawyer this, when that when that thing comes out. Like whenever people were like pirating, you know, early release copies of Harry Potter or, or something. <laughs> Remember when that was a thing 10 years ago or whatever? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, <laughs> do you... <laughs> I, I never read um, it. I, I heard it. <laughs> uh, real quick, has any have you guys? I've done this a few times, and I've asked the misses to kind of pay attention with me. But have you guys watched uh, football games now in college or the NFL and been like, okay, yeah, the ball would have been snapped already by now if this was the XFL? Oh like, yeah, down the, the second. I, I think. Like, I mean, more of these reviews is what I'm thinking. Is uh, you know, uh, okay, we would we would be almost done with the first quarter if this was the XFL. Yeah. Yeah, and you're going to also. That's what I've been thinking. It's a really different way. Eliminate riffraff, like just players, mm-hmm. you know, uh, jockeying and, and, and puffing chests at each other and talking nonsense. Like it's going to get rid of a lot of filler, and it's hopefully going to be all killer. And it's going to be thankful, thankfully, to this rule book that's going to come out. That's going to shorten the play clock, uh, get rid of the dead plays. Man, I can't wait for it to come out. This Kevin Gilbride interview, really cool, though, to learn about the man. He gave those details, too, about the rule book. Uh, also, he gave his opinion on the Guardian's name, which we've all been waiting to hear the kind of coaches kind of speak on it. He said, quote, I just love the name, the Guardians. You think of the heroes in this area, the first responders, the police, the paramedics, the firemen, and I think it's a great way to honor them, and I can't wait to get started. So uh, really well put there when it comes to the name New York Guardians. And uh, I don't know where I ranked. I don't, I don't even remember the rankings episode, honestly, Brian. My rankings are going to change on all the names every single week. All I know is I like them all. What? And uh, it's good to see that a I coach. I said we'd probably do one. <laughs> I said we'd probably do one every single month until the games, until the games yeah. actually started for whatever yeah. reason. Because our opinions were definitely going to change on all these. 
Yeah, and it's good to see that, you know, the coaches are starting to, you know, speak on the names and the identities, give their opinions and speak eloquently like Kevin Gilbride did and kind of sum it up there really well. I think if you were wondering why are they called the Guardians, the coach himself, who the, who's really going to have a huge stamp on the identity of this team moving forward, put it really well there, I think. Cool article. Read that. Uh, it was a Forbes interview with Kevin Gilbride of the New York Guardians. Uh, another uh, article that came out this week that uh, caught my interest and I wanted to make sure we we spoke a little bit about because we've hit on the media coverage of the XFL a whole lot. And the New York Post reported that at ESPN, the NFL Live host Diana Rossini signed a new deal with the network that will be airing XFL games. And her new deal includes XFL duties. That's according to some reports via the New York Post. And whether or not that's true, if Diana Rossini is reporting on the XFL. She's also a very uh, well-respected and active NFL reporter. So we'll be affiliated with that league, Jake, of course. So my question, uh, stemming off of this news and just what we think is going to be going on with the coverage of this league on Fox and ESPN, media personalities associated with a league or a sport are really important, I think, to have a person that you know is an NBA guy or 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 a woman who is an nba uh woman who who reports on the uh, on the nba or someone you know that is affiliated with that league is is a trusted source for news and information on that league and my question to you and every and all of us here jake i'll start with you though is can this be achieved with two network partners if the league is dependent on fox and espn to cover their league I mean, besides us, obviously, which media people do you think will be known as XFL people? Well, I mean, Fox and ESPN, they, they can't – they can play nice with each other to a degree, I, I think, if that's what you're asking me. Are, are you saying, like, you know, is ESPN going to have their own uh, – their own, I don't know – broadcast team. F- figureheads and Fox is going to have their own figureheads. Or yeah, they, well, I mean, they're not going to cross over. You're not going to see Diana Rossini on Fox. Uh, no. And no the, I, so, I don't so what we got going on here is what I'm seeing is that the people covering the league for the net, for the TV partners are separated. So they're not yeah. going to have the same people on, on both networks, on all games and all coverage. And also the people on those networks are covering other things. Diana Rossini who, even though she'll be an XFL voice and will be, a, I'm sure she'll be good because she's great on NFL Live, but she's known for NFL Live and known for Countdown for the NFL. So to be an XFL personality, it's going to be tough for her to be unaffiliated with the NFL, even though the, it won't be going on at that time. That That's what I'm saying is who's going to be known as an XFL person on either network when a lot of people are kind of pulling double duty, covering different multiple different uh, entities. Maybe it's going to be somebody brand new or somebody that we don't necessarily associate with a league. I mean, really, the, the easy answer here is how much money would you have to throw at Tommy Maddox? <laughs> to get him on, you know, <laughs> to Alan, get him to show up on both networks. <laughs> Alan, are you expecting these networks to have separate reporters and, and anchors for the XFL exclusively? No, I. That's why I don't because I. This is the okay. first year, and you know, once the XFL performs well, and I think uh, it requires some people on those networks to 
cover the league exclusively, or at least one or two people to do that, it, you're going to see people who you affiliate with other leagues and other kinds of coverage. Um, that, that And it's all, I think it's a good thing. It's, a, it's beneficial to a league to have someone like a Marv Albert in the NBA, you know, who, who is just the voice of that league for a lot of people. Or someone like uh, uh, Gary Thorne used to be, at least, with the NHL. Or now how Doc Emmerich is now the voice, the, the play-by-play voice of the NHL across the NBC networks. But the coverage is split with two network partners. So to have Diana Rossini on ESPN and someone else on Fox, it, it's not gonna, you're not going to have one trusted voice outside of us that on the TV networks we're talking <laughs> that people are going to associate with the league. I think it helps, it helps with the league's visibility to have someone like that, don't you? Well, yeah, but I, I don't think the splitting of the networks and the TV deal is a reason for the XFL to not have a voice, right? The NFL does it, and they're split across four networks, including their own, so that's sure. actually five networks. But I think the XFL in its first year is going to do what they can with what they have and what, and what ESPN and what uh, Fox gives them. Uh, I do agree, though, that there, it behooves both networks and the XFL, obviously, to have some sort of voice that is familiar with the league, we see it all the time when we hear Oliver Luck go on interviews, or these coaches, or or the team presidents. They're answering the same questions every time because people are not following, and it, and it's it's getting better. But to have somebody that actually knows what's been happening since 2018, when Vince McMahon um, came and announced it on live on Twitter, like us then it actually helps the XFL and, and it'll help these networks as well. So I agree that there should be that person, whether it is or not, I, I, I don't know, but it does help to have that type of person. Yeah. And you want them to sound intelligent and like an authority on the, on the matter. And right now on the two TV networks, we're talking exclusively here. Uh, there, there doesn't feel like there's a person like that just yet. They had Laura Rutledge and Colin Cowherd represent the two networks. Obviously the TV deals are awesome. That's first and foremost is, is exposure, as Oliver Luck has said, but having reliable sources within those networks is important. Colin Cowherd and Laura Rutledge were a part of the league announcing the team identities. Hopefully they become people that you know can spread the word and people will trust to give information on the league. And they, hopefully they could speak intelligently about the league moving forward uh, to get people interested. And hopefully those networks develop personalities and put people in place who will do that because obviously, uh, you know, people like us are going to be out there uh, in the podcast realm and online going to be doing that, that very thing. But on the big TV networks where they're also covering a million other things, you need to have people speaking intelligently about the league and, and, and also conveying the message the league wants to convey via their TV partners and uh, let's hope that uh, people like Diana Rossini are able to do that and uh, maybe also become the authorities because I think that's that's very beneficial. Uh, but it's good to see that that kind of team is being put in place. Uh, the role of XFL uh, anchor or XFL reporter is now being doled out at ESPN and at Fox as uh, they gear up for their coverage. Uh, I'm sure we'll start seeing ads and you know, information about the league on those networks. A lot more, Jake, probably come what? What do you expect? Early January, mid-January? Oh, I would. Well, it'll be picking up then. But I, you know, I expect to, yeah, maybe they'll wait to the new year. 
I guess. I mean, you know, there, there's still stuff that pops up, especially, you know, uh, you know, on, on that, that bottom crawl they got going on, like whenever team names were announced or Landry Jones was signed, you know, that, that was on there every minute. But, I mean, like, like, let's just go back. The NFL, they don't even have, like, one, you know, uh, sure, each network has their own personalities, but they don't have one team that's seen over all the networks, really, or anything like that. Yeah, they don't span across the networks, but the thing is each network has groups of people that are just only covering that Yeah, league. I mean, if if you see Chris Collinsworth, you know you're not going to be watching uh, high diving or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's exactly what we're, we're getting at. Who, who, if anybody, will be an ex, uh, XFL person solely – Probably not a lot when it comes to the on-air people. I'm sure behind the scenes, the networks will have plenty of people doing that. But uh, it's an interesting thing to follow and uh, get excited about because those are the people who are going to be talking XFL to you every week on the XFL's television partners. So those are the people who are going to be really speaking to the widest audience about the league and are going to be important. And the XFL, I think, knowing that uh, Diana Rossini is going to be one of those people should be excited about that because she does a great job uh basically promoting the nfl on espn each and every single day uh, let us know what you think about uh people covering the xfl on the television networks uh partner with the league on espn and fox at xfl show who do you want to see what do you think is going to happen when do you think we'll start seeing some xfl i don't know promos and 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 stuff like that on the networks. My guess is after college football ends, uh, while we're the playoffs and the Super Bowl hypes going on as those networks gear up for the XFL to take over after the NFL season ends, that's probably when you'll see the most. Uh, let us know what you think though at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to let you know about a brand new football podcast that myself, Vince, and his wife, Pam, started. We want more people to hop on board and start listening because we are talking college football on a national scale with a very extreme Pitt Panther bias. It's called the Hell to Pitt Podcast, and yes, we do focus a lot on the Pitt Panthers, but if you just want to hear us talk more football, if you want a place to go listen to some college football talk, check out the Hell to Pitt Podcast, available on all podcast platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, it's out there. Subscribe today, Hell to Pitt Podcast. It is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, and it is absolutely free of charge. Subscribe and review today. Hail to Pitt. With that, now we can get into the list. I don't know who made the list, Jake, but there's lists. There are eight lists with eight or nine, apparently, names on each list. Very interesting process the XFL is apparently going through to sign their Tier 1 quarterbacks. Only one signed so far and with NFL cuts happening last weekend, we got the word from some XFL coach general managers on what was going on throughout the week with each and every single one of them when it comes to signing their highest paid players to XFL contracts. And it will be the subject of this week's hot read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, flip, caliber. Oh, 
Uptown, happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Burger, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. We need cheese! We need you to fuck out! Who made the list? I don't know who made the list, but quarterback lists are being given by XFL coaches to the league, and the hope is that each coach and team will get the the quarterback that they want. Priority delivery of your quarterback in the XFL. So how this is going to work, Jake Bryant, this past week, each XFL coach general manager put a list together. And it, on those lists, they ranked their quarterback they want the most to the quarterback they want, but want less than the guy they want the most. And apparently it was about one through eight or nine. They submit that to the league, and the league is going to go out and try to sign these players and divvying, divvy them up according to the priority and also what's in the best interest of the league it's a very interesting process that's going on obviously we don't know any names in terms of tier one quarterback players in the xfl other than landry jones but the xfl houston roughnecks head coach general manager june jones spoke this week with mark berman of fox 26 in houston about how this process went for him and his cohorts who are also running XFL franchises. Each team is given a list of maybe, I think we, we gave nine, maybe eight or nine, and a priority, and then every team did that. So trying to place the guys to the guys, uh, or the quarterbacks to the teams and to the coaches that want to have them. So exactly as I've been saying it would go down, the way it would go down all along, Jake, you know, kind of like a free agency without the negotiating, except the league's going to do the negotiating. The team's just going to say who they want. What do you think of this process? Uh, it sounds messy to me. You know, you got you to gotta show your hand, really, of who you want. I mean, really, the only, the only coach that's getting exactly what they want is Bob Stoops. You, know? you might as well just give Landry Jones... A, a renegades uh, jersey because I'm pretty sure that's where he's ending up. But yeah, all these other coaches, they're basically picking their first pick and their second pick. So then, is it going to be up to the league to, you know, divvy out these at least what we're assuming quarterbacks, which are all going to be tier one? You're, you're going to make some people happy. You're going to make some people mad. It seems, it seems complicated to me. I don't. I think it seems pretty straightforward and. Oh, what if two teams, two or three teams want the same guy? Well, then that's that's the beauty of it. The league is going to determine in its own best interest, which is ultimately what's going to be, you know, best for quality of the play, right? That That's what it's most important here. The well, league sure is going to be way. able to decide it's this. It's the quality of the play. It's gonna, instead of having some sort of uh, arbitrary uh, decision here or some sort of weird competition or negotiating the league will get to choose if that conflict should arise which i don't really anticipate it coming up that much in this process i don't know about you brian what conflict between teams yeah like do you think okay obviously as jake says landry jones is probably who bob stoops and the renegades want do you see any other team saying no what we want landry 
yeah, I do see other teams saying that. Whether or not they actually falls on you know on deaf ears is probably what's going to happen when someone says that. Look, I've been on record here to say that I want this to be a structured draft, right? You you put the eight quarterbacks out there, you you shuffle the cards, and whoever lands, whoever gets their first pick, second pick, and so on. Doesn't seem like we're going to get that based on what we're hearing, what we're seeing, what we're assuming. This is a little bit messy. I will agree with you, Jake, but I don't think it's not doable, and I don't think it's it's something that that is that complicated that everybody's not going to be able to get at least something that they want. There's only going to be so many quarterbacks available out there. We've already talked about some of these uh, on our Patreon about who would be available. Some of these aren't, right? Geno Smith, not available. Um, Deshaun Kaiser, not available, right? Some of these higher-end quarterbacks that we've talked about are not going to be available for the XFL, so... There's really only so many that are that are going to be available for all these teams, and I think there's still going to be enough to where you know, yeah, Dallas is going to get probably Landry Jones. Houston seems to be a, really wanting a John Manziel. I, I don't see him as a tier one, but I guess that's a discussion for another day. And then you have other coaches saying that they want other local quarterbacks that are somewhat from the area so it's it's i feel like there's gonna be enough out there for everybody to get what they want but i'd still prefer if it was just a draft to me it just sounds like you know whenever you were whenever you were in recess in elementary (laughs) school and and the the teacher had to divvy up the teams because you know one one side exactly just just the teacher but the difference here and the teacher made sure what this is going to be fair and this is going to this is going to elevate the the crisp play on each side. Ow. It's going to make sure everybody is able to play to the to, to full effectiveness. Nobody's going to be handicapped. Nobody's going to be hindered. We're going to make sure that we're all playing good, crisp football here in the XFL. That's why you make it a league decision if conflict should arise, which I all I am telling you, I don't think is really going to be that big of an issue with these coaches getting together this past week in Houston and probably talking it out. If there is a conflict, the league hashing it out is the best option. A random a random draft is is honestly the the league knows best. I put full faith in in the decision making of at the top of the league here when it comes to these tier 1s versus uh, a random draft order and and gamesmanship that can come into play also. So I'm all I'm all for this process. I like it. It's it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, the thing is, okay, you're never going to know if if a coach really didn't get the guy he wanted because nobody's going to say, ah, oh, we really wanted to get Landry Jones, but we just couldn't. Yeah, no sure. one's going to tell you that. <laughs> Do you see this? This is going to be the voice. I mean, and so I know we've joked about it in the past with the AAF and, and whatnot, but. Really, it's, hey, here's the quarterback. Who wants him? If only one team says they want him, then they get him. If not, then, you know, there's some negotiating going on. Maybe if it's between L.A. and Seattle on a quarterback, L.A. says, okay, we'll pick after you in the actual draft, Seattle, if you let us have this quarterback. There might be stuff like that that's actually going like on. It might lines. be somewhat like a waiver wire. Uh, these are. It sounds like a lot, you know, unwritten alliances and monopoly. And th- those ruin friendships, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see compensation or concessions made. Maybe, but it's all that's all happening behind closed doors. I, if it's truly what June Jones said, is basically it's really all up to the league, the front office of the league, making these decisions. These are kind of suggestions, priority 
Uh, these are these are what these are wish lists essentially for quarterbacks. Who knows how strictly the league adheres to them? But you said it was a conversation for another week. Actually, unfortunately, it's a conversation for this week, Bryant, because June Jones did say something about John Manziel uh, that was very interesting. The fact that not only is he uh, interested in that quarterback, but so are some other teams. He's probably on about five uh, lists <laughs> and, and was on one of mine, yes. But we're still evaluating that situation. Oliver and, and, and the uh, ownership of the league will, will make ultimately make that decision. Uh, as you know, we've talked. I had Johnny in, uh, in Hamilton. I, uh, I liked him and we, we, we had a good relationship. But at the same time, you know, the league's making decisions for what's best for the league. League making decisions that are best for the league. John Manziel on multiple lists. One of those we've already discussed. Let's talk about John Manziel on multiple lists, though, Jake. Do you actually believe that? Can you fathom John Manziel being a tier one in the XFL? Probably. I I don't. I really don't know if there's anything left in the tank or if it's worth for a team picking him first. But uh, I wouldn't put it past some of these coaches wanting him. Well, how about this, Bryant? I don't know if you remember this because you don't nerd out about the CFL as much as I do, but back when Johnny Manziel, when he was Johnny Manziel, joined the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and that's when June Jones was up there, June Jones was quoted saying, Johnny Manziel would be the best player to ever play up here in Canada. Did it quite turn out that way? You're a Houston Roughnecks fan, and your and your coach is interested in this player. I don't know what are the odds on what were the odds on Houston winning the championship again? I don't know about that. <laughs> you think they went? The the odds have gone up. They, they gotta go. They gotta Houston, go. You probably way. get them at a good, uh, yeah. good plus twelve hundred or something like that right now. Um, I, it's so it's such an interesting because part of me feels like June Jones was asked a question about John Manziel because everyone's going to ask him about, ask him about it, and this might be the response. You know, he was on my list. We tried, you know, but the league thought that it wasn't best for him to sign as a tier one quarterback. But we're going to invite him to the draft. That could be the stock response in some in a, in a few weeks when it comes to to John Manziel, one of the highly touted names out there. I don't even know if touted is the right word because he, he's really not wanted by many but he is the biggest name out there really uh in terms of free agents that nobody seems to want so look if if june jones thinks that john menzel is that great of a quarterback i'm not going to cheer against him i'm not going to say i hope you're wrong i hope john menzel is a great quarterback in this league and i hope that that june jones is correct but in my opinion right in this moment to me the tier one position should also account for somebody who's who's wanted by the NFL or by the CFL people that you're forced to pay the extra money because nobody because people they're a wanted commodity right now we've talked about it before John Manziel is not a wanted commodity uh Marquise Williams is not a wanted commodity there's a lot of players out there you know that Ryan Mallett's another good example these are all players that are well known that have played in in the NFL that have played in the AF or whoever, wherever, but they're not wanted. So why would you give them tier one money? I feel like that money could be invested somewhere else. Uh, if, but if, if John Menzel ends up with a tier one uh, a contract, then you know, good luck to Houston or whoever has him. 
Yeah, he said, you know, June Jones says that Manziel's on the lists. Who knows if he had him as number one? I don't believe that. I don't believe any other team did. Maybe further down those lists, the, these are lists of eight to nine players, he said. And I'm assuming a lot of the top players on those lists are guys who were just in NFL camps and maybe guys like Cardell Jones, who also, uh, uh, interesting tidbit from Norm Chow, the offensive coordinator of the LA Wildcats. Speaking with the San Diego Union Tribune this past week said, quote, why would a team not be interested in a young man like that? Talking about Cardell Jones. He's big. He's strong. He can throw the ball. He moves okay. He certainly will help some football teams somewhere. So there's a player who recently cut from an NFL team that uh, vocalized an XFL coach uh, saying, you know, this is a guy that there's interest in. Again, like Johnny Manziel, when it comes to Cardell Jones, much more believable, Jake, that a player recently out of an NFL training camp could be someone that's highly coveted by a team like L.A. or probably many other teams. Yeah, that's believable. Just didn't make the cut for the NFL. He got reps, played in some preseason games, and, you know, he's ready to play the game of football. So crazy, though, this process is behind closed doors and good thing bad thing you be the judge that's how it's going to go the league is really wanting to control you know who gets signed to these bigger contracts it wants to these are league decisions not team decisions i respect that but the thing is bryant we're never really even when this is all said and done we're never going to know about these lists i feel we're never going to know exactly who these coaches really wanted. I mean, maybe they do all get the guy they absolutely wanted the most. Maybe. But I feel like that's unlikely. But we're not going to know who didn't get the guy they wanted the most. Very interesting process. But again, I'm for it because when you put it in the league's hands, I think that's much a much safer bet than putting it in the, the eight different coaches' hands where gamesmanship and also randomness can come into effect. I know we have a lot of arguments about that, but speak to how it's kind of happening behind closed doors here. And really the details are, it's going to be tough to crack, tough to know exactly how everything goes down. So what do you think the point of the lists are? Let, let, let's let's break that down for a quick second. The lists are for the teams to say, here are the quarterbacks that we're looking at. So that way the XFL has a general sense of who they should be going after. But really, you know, the, the, I guess they're giving their, their big board of quarterbacks to the league. The league's going to do what they can to fill these. I mean, Jude Jones brings up that priority. So maybe if you put a quarterback at priority two on your list and another team had him at priority four, then maybe you get him. I, I don't know. But it just seems like these lists are only for the XFL to have some sort of reference point to go back to and say, okay, these are the quarterbacks we should be looking at. We were looking at this quarterback, but you know what? Nobody wants them. Uh, so why are we going after that quarterback? Let's go after another. Uh, I, it's such a weird situation. That's why I was I was hoping for the draft. I know nobody likes it, or at least not on this show. Nobody liked it. Um, it would just make things cleaner. But regardless, I would be okay with the draft. I mean, personal responsibility. Yes. Right, and and you draft a player that you think is, and I and I for one don't even think it should have been a QB. It could have just been whatever play you thought was worth that amount of money that the XFL was able to bring in. But regardless, um, 
it's a little messy, Jake. I will agree with you. Is it going to get the job done? Of course it is. I just hope that there isn't um, too much of because we're not going to know the whole process. Alan, you're right. We're not going to know what's going on behind door, closed doors, what these lists were. So we're not going to know why this quarterback ended up there. I can guarantee that pretty much. And we're just going to have to for take Landry it for what Jones. it is and say <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to have to take it for what it is and say this quarterback landed in L.A. because of you know because Winston Moss wanted him. If a, and, if a sports all these coaches are going to put him over. So if a sports book allowed you to put a bet on Landry Jones not playing for the Dallas Renegades, would you put money on it? I would need two hundred to one odds. <laughs> you might get that. It's feels like a guaranteed thing, but uh, everyone else oh, totally up in the air. These lists, man, I would kill to have all of them. But the only people that get to see those lists are the coaches, maybe someone on their staff, and the league officials, the heads of the league, Oliver Luck and crew, and they will go about signing those players. These are very important positions. We're talking about the highest paid players in the league and by a good amount for reason they're going to be the quarterbacks faces of the league the people dictating the quality of the play so i'm all for the league making sure that they they're in charge of making those decisions uh but when it's all said and done that's going to be something that's highly contentious afterwards also that's debated moving forward if it's a complete success then the league will look very wise for that. If it's not, people are going to be saying they should have put this in the coach's hands or in, into a draft. Very interesting decision here. Let us know what you think about it, the whole process that is. Of course, we want to hear what players you think would fit, but what about the process revealed here? At XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, let us know what you think. And uh, if you side with like Bryant, who wants a draft, or me, who's all for this, putting it in the league's hands it really it's there's a multiple ways you could go with this 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 uh big decision for each club um this is a different way i think we could say that right yeah i mean we've done our research and, and talked about past spring leagues jake this is something you've never seen before and i know i haven't no it would be different and, you know, the league, I guess if you do it where the league appoints these quarterbacks, you know, they can only blame themselves if it comes out. But, of course, there are injuries. You can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't account for the injuries. And you know what? I think that's a great point. At the end of the day, the league's going to say we made this decision at the very top and they'll live and die that way. That's why I dig this decision. But, man, I hope we get some names this week. <laughs> if we don't next week, I'm sure we'll, we'll find plenty to talk about, Bryant. But, man, I'm killing for a Tier 1 quarterback to get announced this week. Uh, there's, there's a lot of football going on, but I'm – honestly, I'm a Steeler fan. I care where, way more about hearing who the next Tier 1 quarterbacks are than them beating the Patriots this week. And, you know, I might have some family members disown me for saying that, but that's the honest truth. <laughs> Alan, uh, what happens on Sunday night if a tier one quarterback breaks in the middle of the Steelers uh, Patriots game? Oh, I'm going to be uh, sipping on a, a special beverage to celebrate. You know what kind? <laughs> uh, no. I think Jake could tell you. <laughs> Is it a, some, some flat soda? No, it'll be a little, a little bit of the bubbly. bubbly. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Alan, you and I are too in sync nowadays. Uh, it's it's going to be a great week regardless. The XFL is turning out rules and contents interviews. I'm going to be in LA. I uh, hope to see you all there uh, to see Coach Moss and, and Heather Carrots. And I'm sure there's one around you anyway. So go and look on their Twitters and, and check them out. Make sure you find one because they are a lot of fun to go to. Uh, Jake, I'm only saying this to make you more and more jealous every single time. Uh, but really, I, it, it, it's, it's I really need fun. a I really need a blast area around here that's maybe you know just <laughs> a li- live streaming all all of these that we can watch on a big TV. It's <laughs> it's really uh, awesome. The to the road to 2020 has been so different every week online, and now we're in this kind of area where it's a lot of speculation on players, but also. Jake, where you're going to really enjoy yourself, I think, is all the concept art coming out for jerseys. Have you seen some of this stuff? Oh, yeah. Everybody putting it out on on Reddit or on Twitter. People are mocking up jerseys. It's really cool to see. I love seeing people tweeting at us uh, at XFL Show pictures of them in their gear they're purchasing on the XFL shop. It's it's really a community that's been slowly coming together, and now you see. Uh, you know, actual physical representations of the league out there in the world. It's, it's freaking awesome. And <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just so excited uh, for, for everything coming together. All these milestones, they all are celebrations to me. They all deserve a little bit of the bubbly. We've got rule books. We've got player tier one players, the draft coming up. I mean, this is really cool. I think we are going to be looking back a year from now uh, as we get ready for season two and we talk about actual like football, but we are going to look back fondly on this. The league building process is a once in a lifetime type of experience. So let's enjoy this while it lasts, everybody, just to get a little sentimental and, and, and live in the moment right here. Everybody just enjoy what's going on because it's only going to happen once. The league is only going to yep. build itself for th- this this period of time and then it's going to exist and it's going to be an actual league that we you know we've all experienced before it'll be you know different here and there but essentially it'll be in place but the building of a league is unlike anything and we're in the middle of it right now and i'm having just covering it the time of my life you're right alan you couldn't you couldn't have said it better man this is the only time the first time the last time the only time that this is happening with the xfl and and enjoy the ride because next year when you know when the league's moving towards 2021 and the road that <laughs> you add a one to that road uh it's it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be different it's gonna be fun but it's gonna be different you're not gonna be able to get what you're getting today so and if you guys go back and, and, and sorry for that keyboard typing but that was jake furiously looking up uh jersey mock-ups when alan mentioned that i heard that in the background jake i, oh, I, I, yeah. I hear what these, you're doing man these <laughs> dragon jerseys that are all green and look like big scales are really nice they got, they got, the, they got the tail going down the side of the pants i like that touch too yeah, see, if you guys jake- have fan questions or anything like that go to jake i'm telling you jake it, it, Jake is a fan of this league more than anyone I've ever seen. And he's, he really just wants it to start, Jake. How are you holding it together? Uh, that, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I, I'm a big fan of a slow burn. He, Jake's <laughs> No, Jake's enjoying the ride, Bryant. Trust me. He loves the Jersey talk especially. But if you, if you fans have – if you football freaks have anything to say to Jake, Bryant, me, Vince, or just and in general, call us, 724-565-4XFL. We have a XFL fan line that is open all the time for you to leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the show if you want, or we'll just listen to it. Just let us know. Call in, though. Voice your opinion, 724-565-4XFL. We love hearing from you. And 
Uh, you know, yeah, Jake's all about the slow burn, Brian. I don't think you really understand how much he appreciates that football's not being played right now. More than anybody, he's going to hate next year because next <laughs> this year we're is just, really the golden yeah, age. Yeah, next year we're going to be talking about how how is anybody going to beat Winston Moss's L.A. Wildcats? That's what next year is going to be oh, like. Jake's going to hate that. <laughs> Jake, in twenty two weeks, are you going to be uh, submitting applications for new startup leagues? Oh, no, no. Uh, to help no, cover I, them? <laughs> uh, you know, see exhibit AAF on that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the league building's fun, but once it's gone, we want we want to just start covering the league and, and get the, and get it moving. But this is uh, unlike anything that's ever going to happen again, so enjoy it while it lasts. And we have some fun markers to hit. Players, like I said, the draft is about a month away. So much fun right here on This Is the xfl show remember the patreon patreon.com slash this is the xfl show at xfl show on twitter instagram and facebook and anything else brian youtube don't forget about youtube oh, we YouTube. parse the show out we give you little bits and details there's plenty of interviews out there uh if you don't want to go through the entire archive you can go through parts of the archive to get some of the cool interviews we've had in the past maybe i'll po- post up some uh content from this week's uh uh, meet and greet out in LA uh, for the YouTube. Maybe that's what I'll do this week. Yeah, the YouTube has extra content you won't find elsewhere as well, and also full shows. So if you just prefer listening to the show or experiencing this show on YouTube, you could subscribe and listen there too. I mean, the, some people like pot listening to a pot on a podcast app, but some people, Jake, just like going to YouTube for, for shows like this, and that's fine. We're there. We put the entire thing there, right there we on our there. YouTube page. <laughs> Sit down with a, a cold glass of milk, uh, a vanilla Coke, or, or even even a little bit of the bubbly. Little bit of the bubbly is what I'm talking about. <laughs> milk, no. Yuck. Jake, can you can Jake? Why are you sending us uniform? Oh my god, he's so giddy. I wish I was next to Jake right now. <laughs> yes, the show's ended. Still, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not picking any any you know allegiance right now. The show's ending. I just, and Jake I just is thought you would enjoy that. Sending us L.A. Wildcat. <laughs> concept jersey art in our in our chat <laughs> as we're trying to end the show jake jake you should have said this before the show i would have added it to the rundown we're out of time man unless do you have anything else left though uh brian i just need to know when you and coach moss meet for your weekly luncheons who, who pays the bill <laughs> Patrons. <laughs> this oh, is not object. Don't <laughs> say that. Uh, uh, it, it's a barter. I mean, it's it's a trade off, right? I pay, he pays. I pay, he pays. We're, we're good friends like that. No Venmo exchanges. Just remember, ask him about what he would have done with Antonio Brown. Please, <laughs> but ask him at the end. Don't don't start off with that. And if he'll let any of his Wildcat players enter cryogenic th- chambers. Or whatever they were, cryotherapy, <laughs> whatever it was. No frostbite. Jake, flavor. I might have to grab. <laughs> Jake, I might have to grab you this week. We might have to have like a little concept uniform discussion on Patreon to see what you would, what you prefer all these jerseys to look like. Maybe yeah, I'm, I'm not a great artist. If that's what you're looking for, just describe them. You did it with colors. I'm sure you can do it. With, uh, with I'm not sure if anybody them. wants to listen to me describing colors, especially Alan. <laughs> I don't, but I know people enjoy that sort of thing, Jake. That's their that's their deal. But you, you, you and I, I got you for the rule book talk, Jake. You know me. Yeah. You're the first person I'm calling when that comes out. Hopefully this week, please. Probably not. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening again. Subscribe. Please leave a five-star, 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 five-star. 
five-star review on Apple Podcasts and uh, tell your friends if they are interested in the XFL whatsoever that the absolute best place to follow along that road to 2020 is with This is the XFL Show and uh, just any podcast app that you can listen to us or on YouTube. We're everywhere and we're here for you with all the XFL info and talk that you crave and you want to know as we all get hyped for 2020. Send us concept art, meet and greet recaps too. We appreciate those so much at XFL Show. For Bryant, for Jake, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they are listening. Where football goes to be reborn. Where football goes to be reimagined. Where one goes to find more of what they need. A place with endless possibilities and hidden gems. A place where only one's limitations determine how much is explored. A place that gives you all the football you can handle and more. This is the XFL Show's Patreon, guiding you to February 2020.